Especially not within the oven. Yeah, <laughs> my mom's gonna hear that and get weird ideas. <laughs> um, no, but like my big thing about like Hulu commercials is just like you get one, like you get yes. the one commercial. The one that commercial. is the thing. I was just talking with somebody about this yesterday. It was kill. It kills me. <sighs> yeah, I would be fine. You could honestly like I would be fine with five minutes commercials again if so long as it was every single one was different and new. Yes, because... <laughs> I think there's a happy medium there, but it is like literally a minute and a half of like the same commercial twice, and you're like, oh, that was weird. And then five minutes later, you get another commercial break, but this time it's three commercials, but it's the same one again three, three times. times. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to buy that car. Stop showing me the same Does commercial. It, it sort of makes you feel like they're either trying to hypnotize you into buying what they're trying to sell you, or you're just a boring enough person that they can't figure out what else you like. <laughs> you like one or thing and you we're like car. Show. No, your we're... car. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like us, and we go in and delete our like uh, any bre- identifying. Delete your cash every so our often, cash every and so they know often. one thing. Yeah. yeah. So I keep getting ads for whatever I looked at last. So well, AJ. <laughs> My buddy AJ once, I don't know if he had deleted his cash or not, but he was getting like <laughs> Audi commercials in Spanish for a while we after. Too. What's up with And he that? was like, what do they think about me? Because I don't speak Spanish, but I can't, and I also can't afford an Audi. So what is giving, like what Venn diagram of things did I search that this is happening? I think that happened to a bunch of us for a while because there was a wave of time where we also were getting like car commercials in Spanish and like. Sure. They must maybe have it's clicked because on some like ge- like geographic identifier. Oh, and, maybe like, they realize that a our certain percentage is, of our neighborhood is Spanish speaking. My other thought is, well, they weren't buying anything we gave them in English. So <laughs> maybe this will just amuse them enough to buy an Audi. <laughs> let's see if they speak Spanish, and if not, we'll move on to French yeah, and we'll German. Circle through the other six hundred like <laughs> most uh, common popular language. languages, and uh, huh, Aramaic. Did not see them going for Aramaic, Aramaic, but here we are. They well, bought it. They don't speak anything but a dead language. <laughs> <laughs> we How had did to get fi- around. We didn't even. We couldn't even find somebody to do Latin. We just put the words on the screen. Oh <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I don't know, I. Yeah, I don't. Hulu is a special bird. I just, I, I, what I really think it is is companies are way behind the times, and they're like, why would we advertise on a digital platform when we can pay millions to be on TV? And I'm like, do you not know how many people? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Cable keeps dying a hard and slow death, and cable and the cable advertisers are both clinging to it with white knuckles. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. It's like viewership go is going down, and like. Uh, amount of time watching it's going down, and yet advertising dollar like revenues are going up. And yeah. They're just getting more revenue out of the people because they're like, well, there's less people watching, so we really need to get to them now. It's like, wait, what? Why well, don't feel why like not that's go where they that, are? Yeah, you know, it, it all comes down to this thing called business intelligence, <laughs> which is just making numbers look pretty. 
Listen, guys, and no one has ever not bought something that was skywritten. That's all I'm saying. Or that <laughs> right. That's why a, I have plane... Geico insurance and a Nathan's hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> when a plane goes over the beach trailing a banner that tells me to buy a Coors Light, I go, you know what? I could go for a Coors Light. You're right. <laughs> Thanks, airplane man. <laughs> you did know what I wanted. <laughs> like, I honestly think so little of the things that I buy have been informed by commercials that I wonder... I wish I could go back and say, like, that that actually directly contributed to me buying something. Here's the thing, And though. then ascribe all of the wealth of my spending to that, <laughs> to that one, one ad campaign. But here's the thing, I think. I think you think commercials have not influenced your spending, and I think they have. You were just looking at a website that you heard about on your parents' TV about buying a used car online. You're not in the market for a car, and you were sifting through all the things. I bought bras from Third Love because <laughs> all of the freaking podcasts in the world, and we're convinced we're going to buy a Casper mattress one day. But in you also have to take it in... In comparison I bought head-on applied directly to the forehead. <laughs> in comparison to the like just the girth of... Girth. <laughs> was not advertising. Girth. <laughs> that we experience in this world today, like the amount that actually directly influences, like, sure, it influences me, but like, I'm saying that in comparison to all of the commercials that I see, the half a percent that it correspond to things I actually purchase, like, the rest aren't for you, Damon. Yeah. The rest aren't for me. Remember, either, right? they're for tweens or for old people. If you're watching it on a traditional TV uh, cable channel, it's for 65-year-olds. Oh, uh, you're right. That will go up as soon as I need uh, a pill for every organ <laughs> in my body that's failing. And a chair to take you into whatever surface you're about to go <laughs> onto. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. This is just, this is my They pretty much sell cars to middle-aged people, toys to kids, and pills. Yep. That's and all sunsetter retractable awnings for your sunset days. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, um, well, never mind. I'm going to save it. I have a surprise for you guys coming soon. Next time we record, I will have them. You're going to sunset? I'm going to kill you you both. Oh, no. My little (laughs) gem in my hand is about to go off. (laughs) Next time we record, it'll be Dan here like, hey, guys. um, Uh, If you're listening to this. Just me now. I made a gross noise sound. I apologize, future list. (laughs) Well, this is fine. I listen to myself read eight hours of audiobook. There's plenty of like, <laughs> there's burping and farting too. <laughs> the difference is they're your own sounds. You know, everybody likes their own brand. I will say they're not less jarring when you forgot you did it. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm filthy. <laughs> Why am I allowed to be in this teeny room alone? I'm gonna suffocate myself with my own fart. <laughs> anyway, so I'm what part glamorous. Of that is making the cold open. <laughs> well. It's six and a half minutes. They said of it. girth in there somewhere. <laughs> this episode's gonna be short, so maybe just leave it all. I was gonna people say, be like four minutes in and be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> what is this episode are, about? Are they going to do the podcast?" I'm or? gonna slap the theme song onto the front of this and just let it play all <laughs> just, the way through. Just go, baby, go. <laughs> this is how the whole recording thing works. Uh, so, welcome to Make Believe Money. If you've been listening <laughs> still, if you're still listening, you made it through six and a half minutes of cold open, uh, unexplained. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You're a true fan. You win the decoder ring. Uh, what else do I say? I'm you say Liz. Your name. You say your goddamn name. <laughs> I'm Damon. I'm Dan. <laughs> Dan, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about The Office. Oh, everybody's favorite. Oh, yeah. Aww. Um, 
Yeah, so there's not... I am not, as we get to ratings, a, as big of a fan of... Well, not as big of a fan. I like The Office, but like I'm not as immersed in it as a lot of people are. So there's probably more money stuff, but I don't know a ton of Office money stuff. But I felt like it was time to talk about it. Sure. So I watched the episode called Money. <laughs> Sounds like a solid place to start. I figured we would talk about some things in the episode called Money. Money. There is an episode, side note, that I feel like would maybe make a good uh, episode of our podcast about Michael promising to start a college fund for a ton oh. of children. But Scott's Tots. Scott's Tots. You want us to talk about Scott's Tots? I have <laughs> I refuse to watch it, so. <laughs> Why? It's super. It's okay, go ahead. Explain the it. The cringiest again, half an it. hour of television because it is. Does he embarrass himself? It's a that grown man ruins everyone's who lives. promised a, a class of third graders that if they graduated from high school that he would pay their entire college tuition. And they all... Graduated from high school and get accepted to college. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So here's my not my beef with officers. Here's what's hard for me. I think I've talked about this on the show before. You have your when people are mean to people. Your what about Bob? I have. I don't have a name like a a thing name for it, but maybe it's the office. I think it's the Michael Scott. Where (laughs) when people are embarrassing themselves but don't know it. Oh, it's the Michael Scott. It makes me so. Uncomfortable, like in real life and in, in TV, whenever, like when people are just making fools of themselves, and I want to go up and just like, shush, shush my no, child. <laughs> no, you don't know how the audience is reacting, and it's not good. Like, <laughs> no one likes you. Put it down. No one likes you. Yeah, it's like it's it's funny, but it's so painful for me. Like that, that literally, like I sometimes watch this show and I'm just like writhing. Like, <laughs> how much longer? I want to turn this off. I can't yep. with this. No, I feel the same way. I have a lot of residual Michael Scott feelings also. The like, oh, why can't you just, why can't you just be better? You're so horrible. But, uh. Here we are. Here we are. We've watched it. It's too and this late. one wasn't bad about that. Okay, so. good. But Scott's Tots will Would make be. you cry. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I also want to talk about, about I can I can take 30 minutes of the willies for this podcast. <laughs> I also want to talk about the Clevin at some point. Clevin? The Clevin is Kevin's Oh, made his up, accounting. Is his made up number that he puts in to make his accounting all make sense. <laughs> the Clevin. I imagine there's some financial ramifications of such a concept. There's maybe some legal ones at least. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is a good place to start with like I feel like you could do a very brief synopsis of this and get it all in there. Um Okay, so the office is... Oh, okay. <laughs> I saw Liz go, so, and then Damon go, nope. No, he got it. Listen, sweetheart, let your husband <laughs> To be clear, that was a joke. I just, in is this it? culture, I feel like it. it's, it's important for me to say it. We're in a cultural moment right now, Dan. She's going to be, keep that tight. We can do without. <laughs> um, no, so the office is a series about the antics of a paper company and the colorful class, the Oh, the people. Listen, sweetheart, let your wife do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A beautiful place called Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is near-ish where I grew up. You say Uh, that about literally everything in Pennsylvania. But this one's near-ish, though. It's like it's 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 like fifteen minutes away. East side. It's not fifteen minutes away. You can get there in like forty-five. I'm gonna say that. My mom and sister are both gonna text me with all caps, being like, "You moron! Look at Google Maps." (laughs) 45 to an hour and a half, though, is the sweet spot of if you don't know how far something is, but it's in that's your state. That's you say that far. No, but that's the thing about every it's Pennsylvania. It's 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on how susceptible yeah, you are to billboard advertising. Here's you know. the thing. Everybody in Pennsylvania picks the Spanish audio. Picks the <laughs> Spanish audio. 
Everybody in Pennsylvania picks 20 minutes well, as their benchmark. Well, it's between two and three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Are you <laughs> done with your siesta jokes? Also, now the Audi bit has to make it in the cold Absolutely. opener. That was otherwise, nonsense. Otherwise, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm just making more work for myself if I take it out. You're welcome, future Liz. <laughs> uh, no, Scranton somewhere in the east side of Pennsylvania. I don't know. I know that like here's it's somewhere the deal. between a forty-five to an hour and a half drive. Exactly. I never had to drive there myself, uh, and the only way that I actually know where anything is as an adult is if I went there myself, because otherwise it's this nebulous thing where like my parents carted me there, and we were in my house at one point and at Scranton the next. <laughs> so. So anyway, the office. Then anyway, the office. It takes place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. It's a small paper company called Dunder Mifflin, and everyone is terrible. And it's got a little bit of an office based vibe. We're like the whole humor behind oh. of it. The film, <laughs> I thought you office said office based vibe, and no. I was like, that's literally the no office space vibe. We're like the humor is in the like foibles and whatever else of just like the modern office environment. Pointing and out like the, yeah. the people interactions and like the silliness of corporate America and like just the, you know, just all of that taken to 11. All of that turned up to 11 basically. Yeah. And then a sweet side romance with a man who the internet has maybe decided is actually kind of trash now. And a very sweet receptionist lady. Is this the get out stuff where he like stole credit for that? Or is there something else we hate him for now? What? What? He like John Kaczynski stole credit for Get Out. Yeah, like that was what? written by. So if you notice, it's like written and produced by like him and two other people, and supposedly it was. Are you written... talking about the Quiet Place? Oh, thank you. Sorry, okay. oh. sorry, sorry. I was like, no Damn way. It. Yeah, in my head, I. I that's no, been but bad. That's like my second time. Two today, but... like semi horror movies. Yeah, well, but it's still. Uh, but anyway, like supposedly that was written by like the two other people, and they like pitched it to him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to do that," and then basically took pulled a Beyonce and put his yeah, name on and, it, and like put his name on everything, even though he didn't do a ton with it. I mean, he, he obviously was he's the, like, act, the main actor, but I wrote I wrote it because there's no words, and I made face gestures. Yeah, and that's because in the I yeah because I was the one who made all the face gestures, and it says in the script Couldn't make script face, face gestures. Gesture. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote that. I made this. No, why do we hate him? I didn't uh, it's it's not. It's not John Krasinski as much as it is just Jim Halpert that like the oh. the way that oh. he goes about like he's kind of a shitty guy like he doesn't I mean, he do does, a good job. Yeah, he doesn't do his job well. He steals her from another like he breaks up her yeah he, shitty relationship. But like well, it's not his sure, job. Sure, but to that's do not that. his. Yeah, exactly. Like, that should be the, on her. Like the two greatest sins that I think that he did is when he bought the house. Oh my god, he bought a house and he didn't even. Ask her if she wanted to buy a house. There's occasional things like that in movies where I'm like, what the shit? That is not a romantic also, gesture. Speaking of commercials, every time I see a commercial where someone's <laughs> Again, like, I cannot hey, cut out the front of this episode. Hey, honey, like I brought you outside and there's a big bow a car on with a, a bow car on it? in my driveway. I oh. would lose my shit. I'm so glad you spent eleven thousand dollars at uh, minimum without like talking Lexus to me about and it. Audis. Like I'm so glad you spent like thirty five grand. I How dare would turn you. to you and be like, I will. We will have words later. The kids are running around in the snow, and I don't want to make this their worst Christmas ever because it'll be the next one when we are divorced. <laughs> I'm gonna turn you 
and do a pillar of salt <laughs> with my gaze. <laughs> and you can take the car back to the lot yeah, and get back bit. three quarters of your investment, maybe. The kids are young enough that they won't know if you come back with a sensible, silver Toyota Camry Mid-size with 35,000 miles on it. <laughs> take this back right now. And the big fucking bow. <laughs> Although maybe they just bought a big bow for the car they already had. Honey, I just want you to have a big bow. I know how you like putting big <laughs> bows on big things bows. throughout the year. This I just decided to put it on our car oh, so you would see it. The I thing like that big I bows find and I cannot lie. Really <laughs> upsetting about those commercials is that I know that if I went to a Lexus or Audi dealership, they would not have a big bow to give me to take home. They better, right? Also, I, I really want to win some TV like game show where I get a giant check and then take it to cash it directly at the bank because Those it's legit are I'm not going to take it to the bank you're are gonna, they yeah. do you try to order a one? picture of it on your phone what how are you, are you supposed to you do stand that? like you 30 feet back <laughs> like a normal person you take a picture of it on your phone you no, sign it on the Uber. back with like two hands and like a giant <laughs> one pen. of those big uh, novelty pencils yeah exactly <laughs> make the signature look like the right size for the check it's one of those crayons that you could put coins in <laughs> <laughs> no uh, my mom does HR and so like she's had to buy them for certain like contests and giveaway and whatever. they're like surprisingly expensive huh yeah. I don't know. I don't want to put a number on it because I know I'll be wrong. But she told me once, and I was like, not like so much so that it's like, why bother having them for contests? But she was like, yeah, we've just started giving them their prize in envelopes because we got tired of spending the the giant whatever. Money. It was like 150 bucks or something. I, again, I don't know if that was right or but wrong. Like, it might have been higher or lower. Enough but to be. It was enough absurd. that they were like, we're giving out like a $500 prize, and we're like paying $100 to give it out when we could just give them an envelope. Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Large format printing, man. It's, it's expensive. It is expensive. But did you see, did you watch One Last Tangent? No, we can go right back sure. to it. Sure, our, our users, users? Our users? <laughs> our users believe us like we always do when we say no more tangents. Welcome, users. Um, uh, did you watch Making It, the Amy Poehler and, and Nick no. Offerman? Oh, it's so I heard good. it was pretty good, but it's really good. It. It's like Great British Bake Off, but for Americans and with crafts. But are they end, nice like Great British Bake Off? Oh, yeah. yes. Because remember, I do not like people embarrassing themselves. No one in embarrasses front of, okay. themselves. The two judges are kind of dicks, but like only in Sorry, a. I liked Paul. I don't like Paul Hollywood, but like I could get but over in that Paul kind of way. Hollywood. Yeah, where they like, but it's the kind of thing where they like look at someone's craft and they're like, I would have loved it if you did this totally different thing instead. And they're like, they didn't though. Look at what they did do. Um, but at the very end of it, they hand out a giant like tabletop, like wooden tabletop check mm. with the check on it. I think Nick Offerman made it. I mean, probably. Either him or they had like a craft person. They had like a wood, a woodsman Woodsmith. on hand. A woodsman. Carpenter. Carpenter. No, a lumberjack. Like <laughs> he did it. No, a woodsmith. A woodsmith. Uh, wo- yeah. I do like woodsmith. <laughs> yeah. I think if I were a woodsmith, I would call myself that. Honestly, I think carpenters missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't even really relate to what they like. Carpenter. Where do you get that word from? That sounds more Carp- like you're carpeting things. Okay, we right? said one last tangent, we and we did not do But it. I think later I'm going to look up the root of the word carpentry <laughs> to figure out. I will do that with you. Thank but anyway. you. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. I assume the ants were named second. I'm not going into it, but I just, I am assuming. <laughs> I'm assuming the ants were named second. Because <laughs> they, like, build stuff out of wood. It's not important. And they're the carpenter bees, too. Oh. We you know, it's like the, the Latin word for wood is, like... Carpentois or something. Carpentois. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how <laughs> that Latin was a works. very Latin pronunciation. <laughs> Flavius, bring me the carpentois. <laughs> it is time to build a Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
like in Latin. <laughs> They're romance languages. Yeah. <laughs> All right, people do their ratings while I look at the. Oh end. yeah. Okay. So the office. I think that I'm probably a three or four. Sorry for all the high pitched noise. Um, yeah, I, I've I've mostly watched this because you binged it, Damon, and I was in the room also. Um, and my friend Amanda at work has an office moment for everything that happens in our office, which is often very appropriate, and makes me a little sad because <laughs> like I wish we weren't such a cliche that you could sum us up in a TV show. But here we are. Uh, Damon, tell your rating. Uh, I would say an eight. I love The Office. I've seen it clear through probably three times. Wow. Um, And, like, I think that it is just certainly not, like, a perfect television series because it did run, like, too long in the end. Yeah. Uh, And, like, any good television series, it has a rough start, too. Um, But, like, there are a middle five seasons there that are some of the best television that's ever been produced, I think. Wow. So Over the Wire? I haven't seen The Wire. <laughs> I mean, like, comedy, like, sitcom, television. Like, I think it's the type of thing that, like, of those five seasons, like, any single episode is funnier than most things. I was going to ask you, because that's a Michael Schur show, right? It is. What's your favorite Michael Schur show? Brooklyn. That's fair. Yeah. That's same. I think Brooklyn, like, one... Brooklyn's been more consistent, clear through. Mm-hmm. The Good Place may replace it one day. I love like, so the Good far, Place. Brooklyn is mine too, but The Good Place is making a shower hot on its tail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously, what else has he done? Boy, the risk he takes in that Parks. place too. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Parks. Uh, I don't know. Parks has also stood the test of time in a way that neither of those shows have yet. So but we'll Parks have to also see. has the same rough. First it does have season a rough first season. That, like Never I don't it. think Brooklyn had. I think Brooklyn's first and season. I love they... Parks, so don't at me. But like. I don't know if it falls off at the end, but it definitely takes a turn that is like... They you jump have to, in time, and that's well, kind of... Yeah, and you have to like you have to go with them. And not everybody was was or is willing to, I think, a little bit. I do think they were trying to say something poignant. Like, it was definitely a season they didn't anticipate to have, uh, and I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you cut at the... I guess it was the season six finale. Like, that's a... That is a sufficient That's a perfect ending. ending for a series. And, like, the extra season was just wrapping up storylines tv execs shouldn't be in charge of how long a tv show runs or i think they should i think they should set out at the beginning and be like i think everything we're gonna produce a series yeah we're gonna produce a five season thing yep so do what you can with five but know that it's coming from episode one yeah yeah damon's always been a little up in arms about why house of cards had more than four seasons (laughs) i'm a little up in arms why sherlock had more than nine episodes honestly Honestly, like, they had a great nine episodes, and then mm. I'm like, they're not terrible. They're still better than the average TV show, I think, in those episodes. But like, they told a story. Done. Finish. This, like, you're done. You're done now. Yeah. But money, Damon, and Dan, the other one. You looked directly <laughs> at me I in the I... eyes and said Damon, Damon, and I didn't like I'm it. I'm married to that one. <laughs> you are. Did you give a rating? No. He's no, busy. but it's low. Uh, what did you say, Liz? I said a three or a four, maybe. Um, probably a two then. Okay. I'm. I don't think I've seen it clear through. That's I've fair. seen a lot of individual episodes. I don't think I've seen it clear through. And I know there's like some who's in charge changes and all that. Like I couldn't pin you when those things happened and whatever. Like I know broad strokes, 
you know, the Pam and Jim stuff and some of this stuff, but like I probably I like it's it's low. I'm not crazy about most of the characters on that show, gotta say. I've liked a lot of what I've seen. I just have never like sat down and gone clear through. I think because it's a little bit of a rocky start, I'm always like I get a little bit into it and I'm just like, I don't I don't really get it, folks. Yeah, I think I forget the exact Because number. this was in season four, what we're about to talk about. And, like, I watched a few episodes after it just because it was on. And, like, I really liked all of them. But I was like, oh, I wonder how long it took them to get to this. It really it really is, like, season two and on until Michael leaves is, I would argue, is pretty tight. Pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, like, that's great television. Season one is a mess because they were just copying the British series. Yes. Season two, they tidy up quite a bit. Because they decide that they're going to do their own thing. And they're not the British series again. Shot in America. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's wild to me. That like in that there was a time period where they're like, oh, this is a great popular TV show. We should just remake it here because people, I guess, won't like accents. Like, well, they why did do that you even need to recreate stuff. it? Well, remember, so Friends happened. And mm-hmm. then Britain did coupling because they were like let's make friends but a little racier and british and the chums (laughs) it's like russ and raquel on chums (laughs) on chums you know that's not the real thing um (laughs) but they did so they did friends and then the uk was like here's coupling and it was written by stephen moffat i think yeah who wrote sherlock and then uh the u.s was like coupling such a fun show why don't we do coupling and they did coupling not understanding that they'd already done coupling and called it friends <laughs> and they did the same thing with like being human had a weird tv adaptation in the hmm. u.s that like didn't need it but no. yeah you're right there was like a time period be- that one came like, late too when i'm like <laughs> when the rains fall in waves <laughs> i just love the dirty rock there's <laughs> only one wesley snipes <laughs> you know that's not true <laughs> Anywho, uh, that's fair. Now, like I said, maybe I'll go back and give it another shot. I just like, there's always more on my list. There, you know like I mean? there are certain moments from season one that like stuck. Like the things that are great about season one are the things that they figured out. Like some, the few moments they did their own thing. Yeah, something. <laughs> there are a handful of things from season one that like stick with the series. Like people remember them greatly, but they are the things that are the series after season one, the most the series after season one of the season one stuff, if that makes sense. Where they're finding their own, like, independent They're finding story. their voice in it, and they're just not, the whole episode isn't at that yet. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, and I will say, like, some of it is very touching. And also won, like, 40 Emmys. I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not judging or saying it's a bad show. I'm just saying it's not what... Uh, the rating is purely for how well does Dan know it. Yeah. That's it. Not even how well Dan likes it. Just how well Dan knows it. And I think you like more superior Michael Schur shows, honestly. 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 Yeah. I wish that money was a factor at all in The Good Place, because that'd be fun to talk about. What is an economy based entirely on frozen yogurt yeah. shops? <laughs> I love that humans can take a thing that's so good and make it just a little bit worse so that it can feel healthier. (laughs) Such a good show. Oh, so that they can have more of it. Yeah. Uh, So what are we talking about? Um, You said this is from season four, episodes titled Money. Yes. I think it's actually... What happens? Two episodes. I think it's seven and eight, but on Netflix, they've combined them into one 40-minute episode. Oh. Um, Oh. Okay. 
how convenient. I was trying to find two that were labeled money, and I couldn't. I was like, well, I guess I'll watch the first one, and then it was 40 minutes, and I was like, I don't think any of them are 40 minutes, so this must be both of them. Weird. Okay. I think there's a couple in the beginning of season four that are like hour long. That makes sense. I feel like we watched a like like a Tom Jones What's New Pussycat where there was like two long episodes, one long episode with a dip in the middle. Well, and it was like season four. It would have been like the flagship NBC comedy, too. Sure. So I wonder. A two-parter might have been a more. A full hour yeah. coming up at seven or whatever. Yeah. Probably. Um, so what happens? In this episode, uh, you are following Michael, who is basically, he's living with Jan. Is her name Jan? Yeah, Jan. Which one's Jan? It's like his old boss. Jan right? is his boss. Oh. But he has. Oh. Uh, oh, I hate this part. Uh, they hook up when they're on vacation in some tropical island, and it all falls apart, and Jan loses her mind. But it's like they don't even really like she takes Seemingly him on the vacation just for proximity to Michael. I think I don't know. It's weird. I hate it. Yeah. Go on. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much of the backstory. All is, I know is in this one. Is this the dinner party episode? This is not dinner oh, party. Okay. Never mind. This is him. Uh, he is working a side job at a call center because of how much she's spending. Oh. Um, oh. And his, like, money is going. The big, I think, uh, iconic moment from this, and again, there's not much for us to talk about. I really want you guys to just ask me questions about it, but <laughs> is he walks out of his office at one point and just yells, I <laughs> declare <laughs> bankruptcy very loudly. <laughs> And Oscar's like, you know, that doesn't change anything. That's not, that's not, that's not how that works. works. Um, <laughs> I declare me bankruptcy. as someone who works with people on their budget all day, really enjoyed the scene right before that, where he's going over things because he's like, he's Oscar's helping him budget. So he's like, these are the things you need to have. And I was like, yeah, that's how most budgets start. He goes, these are the things you want to have. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, perfect. And then he goes, and this much bigger black line are the things that no one ever, 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 ever needs. And I was like, oh, that's a new one for me. You get into real that. into it. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so we're going like, to talk about. Through the episode, basically. Yeah, sorry, just sum it up. He like, oh, yeah. You find out he's like trying to get an advance on his salary. And then he's like working a side job at a call center to like seemingly support. I don't know if it's his spending or her spending or some combination. It seems like it's more hers, but it's, it's hard to tell. It's her spending and then him trying to impress her it's or like keep her spend, happy. It's like yeah. some of it is hers and some of it is him spending on her in a way she doesn't need, yes, I think. Yes, exactly. Um, but then he's supposed to like learn PowerPoint for a presentation and doesn't because he's working the side job. And so then Ryan, who is his boss at the time, like confronts him about like, you have to quit the side job. Yeah, And then he's like trying to get his money troubles all fixed up and it goes through that series we kind of thing but the reason i bring that up specifically is because this does have one of my favorite uh, office jokes he goes did you even learn powerpoint and he goes of course powerpoint 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 and he <laughs> points at people saying powerpoint oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i wish that were like how it didn't it didn't work but that's how it works mm-hmm. i feel like i've had to teach a lot of people things that they should just kind of know PowerPoint. 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 Um, so we're going to talk about bankruptcy? Oh, and in the side deal, Dwight oh. is running in agro-tourism bed and breakfast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Where Pam and Jim just stay in like a nightmarish horror room yes. for a little bit. Oh, his cousin in that That's one? Like yes, the he's first just time running around Mose. silently. Moses Michael Schur. 
Yeah, right. I mean, yes, oh, yeah. but he's just like I running did, I around. I thought that was hilarious. Just like <laughs> randomly. Being like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of deal. Yes, correct. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so you wanna you want us to ask questions? Pretty much. Like, I mean, there's so there's. I mean, we can talk the basics, but there's really not much to it, basically. So. You get the impression, and because we don't ha- really have numbers, and like I, tr- I was like, oh, what I'll do is I'll figure out how much in debt he was, but like I can't. They just didn't give us enough details. Sure. They mentioned like two of the things he spent on, which is a hundred and twenty-five dollars on Amazon, best of the Muppets, <laughs> uh, worth it, and twelve hundred dollars on Core Blaster Extreme. We know that, worth but it. like beyond that, we don't have a lot of details on his spending, so it's hard to like pull it together. So. Uh-huh. I think you're not prepared for this, but I can't just say I declare bankruptcy in order to declare bankruptcy. Oh, let me do some research. No. No. Okay. You can't. <laughs> you can't just declare it out loud. Uh, that's common law bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, so you have to know, be like bankrupt for seven years. years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's my understanding of bankruptcy. Okay, hit me. Uh, if you, you cannot pay any of your debts or things that are... Like oh obligations obligations, yeah. uh you can file chapter eleven. So it's mostly <laughs> actually chapter seven and thirteen. Seven now. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, chapter eleven is for businesses. Um, you know what? I'd have to go back and look. Frankly, it also might just be a chapter that they like retired. Oh, okay. I know that people say chapter eleven a lot when it's like a big thing is filed. Comes up a lot in television. A bunch of screenwriters know that phrase and they use it a lot. Yes. That's what I know. But maybe that's the kind of thing where it's like, you know how ER doctors on TV always say the more complicated way to just say your leg bone? Yeah. You know? Um, but, so, you can't... You yeah, can't, it's bankruptcy. It's chapter 11? Yep. For anyone or for... for no, it's. I mean, it's for businesses. Oh. For businesses. Chapter 7 and 13 are for individuals. For okay. Um, so you file bankruptcy and mm-hmm. you declare that you cannot afford to pay your yep. debts and obligations and they go through with a fine tooth comb through all of your assets that you do have and they make you give stuff up. So kind of. So that's actually kind of what we can talk about maybe is what he did. So there's chapter seven and there's chapter 13. So chapter seven is good for I don't have anything or mm-hmm. I have very little. Basically, they go through, they liquidate everything they can. Um, they. I know you get to keep your house a lot of the time. Well, that's chapter you get to 13. keep like a uh, you get to keep like a residence or potentially that's okay. often chapter thirteen. Well. Um, so chapter seven. I mean, maybe in some cases, but like they mostly liquidate everything they can, um, and then your debt goes away. They just say anything you can't pay back, your debt goes. So they might garnish your wages. They might do something, but like generally, it's just like okay, you've paid everything you phys- feasibly could but you're done but they're gonna make you do things like potentially sell a residence potentially sell a car potentially do some other things like that like you st- get everything student loan debt doesn't go away federal student loan debt does not and okay. actually private loan i don't believe it does either so Fudge. it's student loan debt and um anything you owe the irs that sucks because you feel like that would be a number one reason that people our age might file for bankruptcy that's why they are yes so great people can't Hooray! i mean the idea is so people can't abuse the system now i know sure. that's like some bullshit, but like the theory is you can't get $150,000 in student loans at like Yale and then just immediately turn around and file bankruptcy. But doesn't it ruin your credit and, and you have like that black cloud hanging over your head for a while? It ruins your credit, uh, in the short term. It's on your credit for seven to 10 years, depending on the bankruptcy. Um, 
but you can actually rebuild it while it's on there. So it will never be like excellent, probably, but okay. you can get it okay while it's on there. But I mean, it's still tough. If you could talk to, I mean, a lot of people, if you get rid of $150,000 in student loan debt and all that means is, hey, you have to wait seven to 10 years to buy a house, like, I, I know plenty I mean, of people would take that trade. I was going to say, we've had to wait seven to ten years to buy a say, house without I waited still six years, off. six and a half years out of college to buy a house, and I didn't declare bankruptcy. Right? So <laughs> I think if I had fine. to wait an extra six months to get rid of all my student debt, like, okay. there's, there's plenty of people who'd make that trade, right? But it makes <sighs> sense that they wouldn't allow students to do that, being as they wouldn't have any assets and that's the real reason. Declare, it's like there's yeah. other than their credit rating, there's really nothing at risk for a student to potentially declare bankruptcy because sure. what are they going to lose? Boohoo! Take my eight year old car, maybe. Like yeah, that was my asset coming out of cl- college, which honestly cost me probably more in repairs than it was worth. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> you did me a favor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take my car. No, literally, take it, please. I I can't get it to start. Someone come take it from me. Um. So, so seven, they get rid of everything. Yes. Thirteen is the reorganization one. Okay. Where they don't take your car, they don't take your house, they don't, in theory, garnish your wages. They basically just bundle all your debt together and say, okay, you have to pay us. Here's how much. Here's how it's going to work. And they basically like put you on a really legally like structured, for lack of a better term, budget. I mean, it's a payment plan, but like it's yeah. within what they think you can afford. And they do that for some a amount of years. Of time. So let's call yeah. it five to get you out of this terrible debt situation. Then once you've paid off enough of your debts that they think you can reasonably manage whatever you have left, they take you out of it. You get to keep things and everything like that, but you then, you know, finish what you're doing. So they'll like lump in your student loans and your credit cards and your personal loans and whatever else is you had out that you were trying to like get out of bankruptcy, but they don't go after your assets is basically like the, the compromise. So that one's better for people who are like, we're 50, we have a lot of equity in our home, but we're, like, a, in a ton of other debt, and, like, we don't want to lose our home, but we also can't afford can't to pay afford our to debts. Do it. That was the thing. Um, I read uh, Elizabeth Warren's book, All Your Worth. And, Is that uh, the one she wrote with her daughter, yes. who's actually a financial advisor? Yes, yeah. and they That's talked about good. filing bankruptcy in that book, about, like, should you really... Like, they, they talk about restructuring the your wants and needs and savings so that you can put it into a percentages that make sense. But if you yeah, really can't 50, 30, 20 rule. Yeah. And they're like, if you are stuck and you have too much house and too much car and you can't get rid of those things, you may have to declare bankruptcy. And this is maybe mm-hmm. the best path. And like, it sounded so spooky. So here's what I will say. And this is, I think the issue with bankruptcy with a lot of people I work with who don't not, I mean, don't get a ton of it, but like it's not a silver bullet, Mm-mm. right? It takes, uh, like a year plus even just to file it then you have to like deal with all the getting out of it and it's going to cost lawyer fees which are probably a couple of grand and like not everything can be forgiven as we've talked about already and like especially if you do chapter 13 like they'll uh, negotiate with your creditors for you because it they have a little more leverage because they say it's either this or they're not paying you anything but there's still gonna be payments and it's just like it's not like a uh, oh well i'll just declare bankruptcy right, right. Like that's not even if you're like, oh, I don't need my credit rating, I'm not buying anything for forever. Like, it is a painful process. And that's, I think, not everybody, most people, I think, understand this. And, and it's kind of got, like, a taboo around it. It um, seems which like it always, would be embarrassing. Which, I was about to say, isn't always fair. I think in some cases there is just situations where people get bad breaks and lose a lot of 
you know, lose jobs or do whatever, it's not a sign of a bad person or a failing of your moral character. But there are definitely people who are like, oh, I'll just use that as my out. And it's like, that's not no. what it is. And it's not going to be what you think it is, like, when you get there sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so is Michael, should he have filed for bankruptcy? Was that the... So that's a good question. And it's like, I mean, ideally and in theory, no. I don't know how long he's been in this relationship, but like, in theory, he has credit limits that, assuming he racked up this debt very quickly, they were probably reasonable to his income, and it will take him probably years to get out of it, but between personal loans, 0% cards, just a better budget, like, in theory, he could probably get himself out of it, and it'll suck, but that's the better route than bankruptcy, if you can do it. Uh, I can say from some memory that I think that Michael's great arc for that season was his, A, his relationship with Jan, um, which was toxic and, like, very troubling for him in general. Um, but it was also, I know at the beginning of the season, he purchases a condo, mm-hmm. um, which is part of it. Um, and I know that his relationship with Jan very quickly spirals into her being unemployed, living with him. And buying yeah. a lot of privilege. Yeah, weren't things. they supposed to buy the condo together? No, he bought the condo like completely on his own. That oh. was uh, that was just a Michael goal unto himself, and he kind of used it as a means of like impressing Jan sure. in a certain way. In this episode, they they do a little bit of. He goes, I think, to, I think it's in this one, or if not, I watched the one after it. It's this one after it. She like he goes to like a hearing about she's suing the company for discrimination in her firing or something. So oh, clearly yeah. she's like unemployed. But yeah, I mean, so it really depends. He clearly has no equity in the condo if he bought it in the same season. So like nothing to protect there. And if he's got an obscene amount of credit card debt, then maybe it could be worth it. But in theory, assuming like he built it up while his limits had kind of stayed the same and they weren't egregious. Now you can get yourself in a lot of trouble, but they weren't egregious. And if he's willing to do something like work a second job, which is a lot of people find, you know, there's a pride thing, but if you're willing to do it and really hammer it, like, I bet you he could have done this a better way than bankruptcy. Although you don't actually see if he actually ever does declare bankruptcy. He walks out and declares it loudly, but like, because I think he gets the impression that it's like, I believe there's a quote in the episode I ever written down, bankruptcy bankruptcy is nature's (laughs) do-over. And he will find out that that is not the case, so... Um, and he probably would have been a fairly bad witness in that case because they would have said she's seeking damages and he has a bunch of money troubles, so he's unreliable. And he probably yeah. his testimony would have been thrown out, but I'm just realizing this now <laughs> as I think through the pros and cons here. He's also got like a conflict of interest because he's still employed by the company. Yeah. He's a, employed by the company, and B, in an interpersonal relationship with her. Yeah, he's got so, like, both It's sides. bad both ways. Yeah. He shouldn't yeah. be allowed. He should be totally, like, excused in both cases but um so yeah i mean it's not the end of the world it's not like it'll ruin your life for the rest of your life you can certainly have a fine life with it but it's it's but you got to make sure that it's like better than the alternative yes take it on well and the thing i always tell people as well and this is i think with any sort of debt repayment mechanism bankruptcy personal loan zero percent card uh consolidation home equity loan call it what you will you got to cure the disease before you cure the symptom, right? If you are overspending monthly, and that's okay. You know, your debt could have been, I was, you know, 
in grad school and had a low income or it could have been like I had a health issue for a while and I wasn't able to work. I mean, there's there's reasons and times in your life that that might happen. But like if it's continuing, either because it's a self-control issue or because the, the proximate cause continues to exist, any of those things you do are not a solution. They're a kick the can down the road. Yeah. Right. Like if you consolidate some debt and suddenly the payment's way easier or the interest rate's lower, but maybe the payment's the same. And then you, and I've had people do this where they come in and they say, I have a 10 grand personal loan, but I'm coming in because I have eight grand of credit card debt. I'm like, man, I wish you'd come to me before you took that 10 grand personal loan to pay off the last 10 grand of credit card debt. So we could have gotten like the situation under control because now you have both. Yeah. And the reason you're coming to me is because you can't do a personal loan again because of where your credit sure is have, and the debt yeah. and everything. Like, and again, these things happen. People make mistakes. Like, everybody's been in it at some point, maybe to certain different extents, but everybody's been in it. But it's like, you do have to be like sit down and be honest with yourself about yeah. what you have and what you can do with it. Yeah, and, and it's, that's really hard. Yeah, it, I'm not arguing that. It's just it's easy to try to solve your day to day problem and not solve your. 10,000 foot view problem. Yeah. Right? Like it's, it's easy to be like, Oh, what I, the problem is I can't afford my debt payments. So I need to consolidate them. It's like, no, the problem is that you have too much debt that you're adding to. It's like yo-yo dieting where like you just eat cabbage soup and hot ginger water for three months and you lose 10 pounds and then you didn't actually change any of your habits and you go back to eating regular food and gain back more than what you lost. Well, and that is the problem with budgeting, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a really good analogy because, like, either people haven't tried, but a lot of times they do try and they're like, oh, I'm doing well, but it's, like, the same way with working out, right? You go every day or every week for three months in January, February, and March, and then three months later, you're like, I should probably just cancel that gym subscription, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's hard to build habits, and it takes time and energy and work, and it's not a, like, people don't try hard enough. It's just, like, you got to find what works for you and really hammer it home till it is, in fact, a habit. This is something I've been thinking about a lot because um, I don't know if you guys get this, like, hammered home to you as much, but definitely in, like, my woman's circle of the Internet, it's been a lot of, like, what is self-care? And, like, self-care on the Internet seems to be, like, face masks and, like... You take a spa day, and um, I keep thinking about how self-care also should be, like, you sit down with your budget and figure out if you're living within your means and, like, check in on that, and you take care of your body and your health. You know, like, I think the self-care could get this, like, glamorous look, but the real meaty work of, like, being honest about your money is probably up there in the things that you should really be doing. Oh. Hot take. No, I definitely agree. I think that it's because ultimately I think all that budgeting and like any sort of financial attention you give yourself is just your purchasing peace of mind, you know, yeah. like, well, that's a good budget. A good budget is not don't spend this, don't spend that. It's yeah. here's what your money is supposed to be doing. Is it doing that? Yeah. Like, there could be times in your life where you spend every penny. That's fine. There are going to be times in your life you spend more than what you have if you have the savings to sustain that. It's just a matter of knowing that and being cool with that. Yeah. That's and, like, in the same way of, like, half the time when I budget with people, it's not save more money. It can be. But half the time it's you spend a $500 on Uber and you told me you want to go home and visit your family more often, so let's just take it out of Uber and put it into travel to see family. Like, it's okay that it's still being spent. It's just where it's being spent, right? Yeah, and Damon, you and I talk about this a lot, and this was something that was also in All Your Worth, was, like, um, your budget 
your budget has to be for what you really are living. Like you can't make a budget to who you'd like to be. Oh know? God. So, and I, maybe I've given this recommendation on the show, but the first thing I do when I help people budget is take a look at the last three to four months of their spending and just no judgment, just average it out, throw it on a sheet of paper, just see what it looks like. Because the number of people who come in and say, Hey, I've been bad. Here's my new budget. And they have like $75 a month for food. And I'm like, okay, let's take a look. And they come in and they're spending like $400 on food. And I'm like, you're going to starve to death. I understand that budget that you made gives you what you want to look like. And you're hitting your goals and you have all this money for the bars and whatever. But like, you got to look at what you're doing. Yeah. And what you really need. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's insanity. Like, um, and not in a bad way. It's just like, if you don't know, if you have no frame of reference, you do what you think is right. And it's not. Yeah. Because it's just, and because, not because, again, it's wrong to spend $40 on food, but because you can't spend $75 on food. Right. Or you'll die. Living within your means goes on either end. Yes. <laughs> what are you talking about? They can have oats and mustard for every meal. And cockroaches. Oh, month. God. Cockroaches are free. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, I made dinner. <laughs> Odds are, if you have that much access to cockroaches, you're probably saving money on rent, too. So. <laughs> Good Lord. It's a double whammy. It's a yeah. win-win. Uh, yeah, so again, like, this got kind of oddly serious, but I totally agree yeah, with you, Liz, where there's a lot of, like, I think the problem with something like a facial or a spa day is, like, lovely, but it feels good all the way through. The problem with doing some of this stuff, just like a lot of good things, right, like dieting or exercise or whatever else, is, like, it's painful before it's good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's you know that and like it's a human instinct to not want to touch a hot stove so if you know something's going to hurt to do the first step you're not going to do it even if the 10th step makes you feel great or yeah. better or it help even if it doesn't feel great but it just helps you achieve your goals like that's all great yeah speaking from experience looking at your money very honestly especially with a partner can can be embarrassing at first because you you want to hold yourself to a higher standard but you have to confront who you are before you can improve or work towards some goals and, and not to be the asshole who quotes Rick and Morty, but like <laughs> there's an episode where they go to a therapist and the therapist says like, like the reason that you don't aren't interested in therapy is because therapy isn't a fun adventure. It's work. And like taking care of your mind is work and you have to do that work every day and it's not interesting or exciting. It's boring and you have to do it. And I think it's the same thing with your money health. You have to look at it. It's boring and, and uncomfortable and can be frustrating, especially when you can't make more money appear, but you have to do it. Yeah, and the good news is almost nobody's perfect, right? If you are doing an honest conversation with your partner, there's probably something they're embarrassed about too. Yeah. And it might not be the same thing you're embarrassed about. You might be like, oh, I saw that, but I didn't think twice about it. But like that doesn't mean they don't feel that way, mm -hmm. right? Like I have a lot of people who come in separately before they have a conversation with their partner because they're like, I'm not super happy about what I'm bringing to the table and I want to like get it fixed up Can ahead of time. Can we this up before yeah, I, I let the missus it's see like, it? I mean, it's, it's the old like, let's shove some stuff under the carpet like in a cartoon <laughs> before the, the company comes in, right? And it's yeah. like, well, we can do that. Like we can spruce it up in the short term, but at the end of the day, like long term, you just got to, you got to clean house, right? And they probably do too. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's And, and it's a journey you take together as well. It's not yeah. like, okay, I'm a financial advisor who's married to a very frugal wife and there's still things that we look back and we're like well that was dumb yeah well here we are it's just a matter of trying to get a little better every time right yeah. but don't know what i'm gonna do with this bejeweled tricycle but <laughs> but here it is in my house here we are there's no resale value on this <laughs> i put 
more than 10,000 miles on it, so you know it lost 20% <laughs> of its bejeweled buz- tricycle value. Honestly, it lost half its value as soon as you drove it off the lot. Yeah, so. there you go. You <laughs> know? Just imagine you in sunglasses with your knees up to your ears piloting this jeweled tricycle. You don't have to imagine it, baby. It's parked outside. <laughs> How do you think I got here? <laughs> Uh, that's so I realize amazing. we barely talked about The Office here, but no, like... Um, but a very robust episode about a lot of, like, hashtag no real advice, but hashtag some real advice. Backtracking a little bit, though, like, you said that this got weirdly serious, but, like, go ahead and watch the Dinner Party episode. It oh, yeah, that's serious. weirdly serious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, my wife <sighs> met Steve Carell this year. Uh-huh. Oh, Did she awesome. love him? Was he amazing? I mean, she'd met him for two minutes, but he... Seems like enough to know. And her boss... So her boss went to college with his wife and they're very good friends. Oh. And so his kid is considering Northwestern, which is where uh, she is. So she, he she came like into the office to say him. hello because he's friends with, with her, her boss. boss. And That's cool. We're not really celebrity people in that <laughs> it was like, hi, nice to meet you. May, I don't know what she said. I don't know if she's like, I like your work or whatever, but we're like not the, oh my God. Like, Well, that's good though. You're a person who puts on pants and occasionally has bad shits. So you just put are. on yeah. your bra the same as me, one boob at a time. <laughs> Oh, I do them both at the same time. Whoop. It's better than my. It's like a. It's like a Power are... Rangers. I put my hands out and it just fastens to me. You know. You are supposed to put a bra on with both. I don't know, us. man. I want that to I be put known. on a bra approximately zero times. If it averages out to zero. Slow it down. I bet you it's more like one boob. No, I like swoop it in. You know, because they're different sizes, so it hit. It yeah. makes impact one quicker than the this other. This is great. This brings up our first sponsor, Third Love. <laughs> And by sponsor, I mean I spent a lot of money on them, and I would like them to spend some money on us. <laughs> uh, anyway, do we have anything else we'd like to say? No, I promise to come back and do one that's more in-depth on The Office. I think when we listen back to if this... If it makes sense. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's there's other ones. I do feel like, like we have to come back to Like how much money Jim Tuts. spent on that fucking that house. fucking house. Don't buy a goddamn house without consulting your goddamn wife. Well, here's what we could probably do. Uh, I don't know it as well, but if I can find that, I mean, you guys can show me that. So we could probably figure out roughly what he's making and if he could even get approved on his own salary. Well, here's the thing. Here's it's the his thing. dad's house. It's his parents' house. Uh, but unless they own it free and clear, he'd have to get a mortgage unless... And they, he probably right. still got a mortgage because the whole thing was like he was buying it so that they could, could go repair it and... and... Re- so that his parents could go retire. Oh, yes. And again, if they so own like, it free and clear, they can sell it to anybody for any amount. But like... I can't go, I couldn't sell my house tomorrow for $10 because the bank would be like, sure, but where are you coming up with the rest of the mortgage pay? Like, That's a for me. What happens when you sell a house is, let's say you bought it for 100000 and it's worth 200000 and you took an 80 grand mortgage. When you sell it for 200000 the bank goes, here's my eighty, and you get the rest of it, which would still be a great deal in that particular numbers I just threw out. But like, if you sell it for $10, they are going to go, cool, where's my... Seventy nine nine ninety. <laughs> you much. owe me a lot more money. And if they're trying to retire, there's no way that they no. let him have it for free. Uh, Although he could be paying them in an annuity style, where he's oh, like yeah. paying a mortgage essentially, but, but to, to them, them, and that cash flow subsidizes their retirement. Oh, That's basically wow. what a reverse mortgage is. We just did the whole episode right now. Nah, we can get <laughs> we can yeah. put some numbers. To we it. also have to talk about that clown painting. It's a whole thing. So I don't know. I was a two. What is up with Michael Schur and clowns? <laughs> I guess he just gets the I existential dread we all experience. I was about to say, yeah. the same thing we all have with clowns, which is no, 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 no. no. Please Based on away. the role they play in all of the series is that they are very upsetting. They are scary probably. and no one likes them. I get it. Anyway, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Damn. Uh, as always, 
What did, did I you say? say? I've been damned. I think I I'll did. I'll be damned. Well, <laughs> shucks, folks. Thanks so much for joining us here. Yeehaw. Listen to us on Stitcher or wherever you get your fine podcasts. <laughs> no, keep going. I don't know how to say Charles Miller in this accent. You just did. You know what? They. Um, I don't think she listens to this podcast, so the story is not true. She'll never correct me. Um, <laughs> Charlie's parents named her Charlie Miller because the name sounded Southwestern. Mm. I met her. At, I mean, I think I've met her before. I have, but like, but like, I saw her again at your wedding. I was like, oh, she's exactly what I pictured her. Of a Charles E. Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. That was complimentary, to be clear, in case she doesn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does not. She's not a podcast person. But she, uh, well, she. She listen to music? That's bullshit. <laughs> it's weird. It's like her life that she built uh, in LA. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but listen to her on uh, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> On Spotify. Listen to her Y'all, on Spotify or iTunes. I'm watching Too Much Godless. Too Much Godless. I got my accents all screwed up. <laughs> uh, did you try to quietly walk away? As quietly as I could. Were you checking we on if the cat building. peed in the bed? No, it changed my shirt. Did you not notice that? He did a magic for humans. <laughs> it was. In, it's important to me that you noticed he that. He came shirt. back in a different color. What shirt were you wearing before? I was wearing a sweater. It was blue. I was wearing an entirely different genre of shirt. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, we have to go. <laughs> well, I'm hot. Damn, <laughs> 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 just did a magic trick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. Catch us on uh, your podcatcher of choice, but please rate us and review us, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, listen to Charlie Mielzer's music. <laughs> we just rehashing here. I'm trying to make a good cut out of. We got an Instagram. <laughs> We got an Instagram. We'll talk to you we later. We have an email. It's like episode 49. Don't phone it in. <laughs> if you want to know all our stuff, Get go one episode can. back or one episode, episode forward, forward and listen to the last two minutes. Yeah, you rubes. <laughs> Thanks, listeners. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. We're terrible. <laughs>